0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to TMT Time. I'm your host, Evan Rothstein, and I am back with Lindsay Schultz of VITA. What's up, Lindsay? Hey. And we are back to do another Law 5D. Lindsay, remind our listeners what Law 5D represents.
1: Law 5D is all about law dorks dishing on data, digital life, and daily news.
0: Yep. See, I love it. And I love that she remembered what it was because I was thinking to myself, do I remember what it is? And I was questioning whether I actually did or not. So we are recording here in early November. So there's quite a few things that have been popping up lately that relate to the law five D's. And Lindsay, I think thought we would kick it off by talking about the metaverse. Ooh, I feel like we need a sound in <laughs> Enter there. the what,
1: metaverse. Yes. <laughs> what,
0: what is the metaverse? What, what have you been seeing about it in your, in, your, uh, in your field of focus?
1: Yeah, well, it's funny what this, this whole thing started with uh, this announcement that Facebook was rebranding its parent company as Meta um which to me was sort of like much much ado about nothing because i mean google did the same thing i mean it's pretty common for a company once they kind of become more than just a brand and have multiple different brands they they have a parent company with a different name but what was interesting was that they then went into this whole metaverse concept where they were saying that they were going to get more into um virtual virtual reality and They're even, I guess, entertaining the idea of having retail stores where people can try out virtual reality tools and things like that. And then on top of that, they also announced that they were deleting uh, all of the facial recognition templates within the Facebook uh, product. So I'll stop there because that was a lot.
0: No, but I I read about this, the uh, getting rid of facial recognition. It was the folks in your you know privacy field were kind of up in arms about it to begin with. So do you think getting rid of this facial recognition aspect of it was a, a response to the negative publicity and backlash that Facebook or Meta has been getting lately?
1: I can only assume so. I mean, it's, you know, who knows if there were there were other regulators sort of putting pressure on them. Um, They did get a fine recently under BIPA, which is the Illinois Biometric Act that requires express consent to use biometrics. And that act is actually pretty old, but it's only recently gotten a lot of attention. Um, And then, you know, they have these FTC enforcement orders that apply to them with respect to privacy as well. So um, it it was surprising that um, it was such a big announcement, but if you read through it, you find out that they're only deleting the templates, not um, the algorithms, not, not the product itself. Um, and so what that means is basically facial recognition it takes a, it takes a map of your face. So what they're storing is not a bunch of pictures of you, it's basically you know uh, an algorithm that that makes a map of your face based on certain points, and then when there's a new picture, it searches that database to try to find. Um, a match so you know a new picture and an old picture should match, unless I, you know, got plastic surgery or something like that. And they were using it. Um, it's funny because they were referencing that it's all opted in data, but I am like 99% sure that when that first came out, it was defaulted to on. Um, because I'm old and I've had a Facebook account for a long time. Um, and so they were using it to make it easier to tag your friends. This was a whole thing. And this is actually how they built a lot of their, um, growth was that, you know, the more people got tagged, the more people were trying to see who got tagged. And that was all automatic. Um, Hence
0: Facebook, the origins of the name. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Although I think they stole that name from like, you know, those college Facebooks with like the, the little oh, pictures. Yeah. And the, yes. yeah.
0: It was a derogatory um, phrase term back when we, you and I went to college and when you got freshman year and they handed you that book with all the people's pictures in it, kind of like a yearbook to start school.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know if I even got one of those, but um, I had a very meandering career journey,
0: which we can cover
1: on one of these podcasts one of these days.
0: I, uh, I, as most listeners know, I don't have a Facebook account. I've never had a Facebook account. So I, re- I read these stories about Meta uh, with somewhat of, of glee because I like to be one of the people that's like, yeah, see, I knew it was, wasn't that great. I knew I knew they were collecting data on me. Uh, Lindsay and I were just talking offline before the podcast started about how horrible my photo is on my LinkedIn profile. Uh, and as she was describing how the algorithm captures the facial recognition feature I was thinking to myself I wonder if I look so different now from that ridiculous photo on my profile if it would even catch me
1: oh it I mean it would because it because it it takes a map based on you know certain number of points on your face right so unless you got plastic surgery or like if you're wearing you know like the the masks from the COVID like that'll that'll make it not work as well but but just you know an old picture it it can still tell um so so yeah but they deleted the templates which is basically the database of this of these maps they didn't actually um delete the product which they intend to use in a more narrow purpose according to them um and they they have a whole blog post on this that i'm sure most privacy nerds have read but um
0: that make the rest it, of us supposedly feel better but probably shouldn't
1: yeah it's funny i mean um i think at one point biometrics were seen as sort of this um maybe like the next frontier in identity, right? So like fraud prevention, you know, you can unlock your face with your phone and confirm your identity, but the privacy nerds get worried about it because if someone takes that template or, you know, hacks into that, then then what's, what's a replacement? You can't reset, you can't reset your face. <laughs> you can reset your password. <laughs>
0: reset password, <laughs> reset. to reset your face, click here, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, and, and that's also uh, one of the reasons why uh, biometrics are more sensitive um, and all these emerging privacy laws. And then you have required, you know, additional required consents that have to be collected.
0: Dude, this, you know, how when sometimes when you're creating a password and, and if you use Google Chrome and Google suggests a password for you and it's like ridiculous 32 bit things. What if it said, here's their suggested face? You can suggest a <laughs> right. face word. Right. You can just well, they change what you that. look.
1: They just like, if they like embed a deep fake algorithm into that reset thing, then you yeah. use the deep fake as your new face password. <laughs>
0: yeah. But and that's could, just
1: getting way too complicated.
0: I could be ridiculously good looking, like Zoolander. Let's just change <laughs> it in there. Just make me really good looking, Google. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when I used to play video games back when I was in college, and there would be times when we would sit, uh, with my buddies in play. And there would be times when I would get like, oh, I got to go outside. I can't do any more video games. Facebook at all seems to think that the rest of us now would just like to prop the, uh, VR headsets on our heads and go into the metaverse forever. I I mean, me personally, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I can't imagine like living in the not real world or or the so-called metaverse, but seems to be that's where everybody's going.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose if anyone's at the forefront of this stuff, it's probably going to be them. I mean, they already have a giant following to begin with. I mean, and we have seen some adoption, right? I mean, the, what they point out in terms of the benefits of some of these facial rec- recognition is, you know, these kind of newer um, exercise technologies, like um, that one that's the mirror, where it kind of mocks your movements, um, and things like that, that are um, a little bit more self-contained. Um, but obviously, a VR would be kind of you presenting yourself to the world as some other avatar, which um, so far has not cotton on. And I've heard that the reason it primarily people think it hasn't caught on is because it's very disorienting because you know you're sitting somewhere but you can't really like orient yourself in your actual natural surroundings. You can't see your dog sitting next to you. Um so I personally, you know, I'm curious about VR, but I don't see myself adopting it anytime soon.
0: It's like the ernst Klein's novel Ready Player One and the Oasis. I just like now going and staying in the Oasis, I'd like it was like pressing when the book came out and now it's like is that actually that actually is where we are going and that's freaky
1: yeah well i was making really dark jokes about that kind of thing at the beginning of the pandemic like cuz you know i was <laughs> saying you always wonder what the tipping point is for us to all just sort of flip flip over to vr and interact virtually with one another instead of in person um and i guess something like a pandemic could be the thing that tips that but i do think what we found was that actually people crave social connection more than ever so
0: yeah maybe we could go in the other direction i mean my favorite company at the moment peloton as i talk about here all the time uh they came out with a new device that's coming out next year called the guide that's like the mirror that you just talked about where you plug it into your TV and you have a camera and I think you interact it and I don't know exactly how it's going to work but you may actually interact with some live classes or classes and so I'm sure from a privacy angle that raises a lot of concerns on your end
1: yeah I mean I don't purport to be an expert on on this stuff necessarily but what I've what I've heard and what I have um heard consistently is actually that if you do it in a way that saves that face map, that template on the device, and then the things you're sharing are say like just your avatar, in theory, you're sort of authorizing for your avatar to be out there. And then the actual thing that's super personal to you, the face map stays on your device and encrypted. Um, It's arguably more privacy protected because where where Facebook arguably got in trouble is that they were using all of those facial templates to build their algorithms, right? And, and like we said earlier, they, they didn't delete all of those algorithms. They're still going to use them for something. So from a privacy standpoint, it's a little tricky because, you know, um, there was actually a case by the FTC um, not too long ago, ever, ever note, ever something. I can't remember the name. Um, but it was the, the amount of data that, that it was collecting, that company was collecting it was not consented to and so not only did they make this company delete the data but they made them delete the algorithms that learned from the data that they should have shouldn't have collected in the first place facebook is taking the position that the data they have on the facial recognition has been opted into therefore i suppose they think they're safe
0: all right that freaks me out now no, there's, <laughs> there's another reason why i'm not i'm glad i was never on facebook although i mean frankly they probably have looked data on me just by I me mean, knowing so many people that are on they do. Facebook, yeah.
1: They, I mean, they do because like uh, most websites have Facebook tags on them that, that some do some level of sharing across websites. So, I mean, they don't, they may not have your name, but 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 um, they're probably a few steps away from from knowing your name. Yeah,
0: I, I <laughs> they probably know more about me than I do. <laughs> <They're> probably <laughs> on cameras everywhere. Let's say let's say like basically at this point, when you walk into a building in any downtown city in United States, you get your photo taken. Like. 17 times a minute or something absurd. Um like minority actually,
1: report style. Yes.
0: Yes. I talk about that movie all the time, uh, because that's like where we are right now, like predicting what you're going to do, predictive behavior, like that scene where Tom Cruise walked into the gap and they were basically advertising for him, specifically to him, it was mm-hmm. so cool, it was so cool at the time. And now it's like, oh, that's actually what's happening. I get on yeah. the North north map on my phone and they already know what I like
1: yeah I mean if they had the right um level of permissions and controls they could probably do that that now it's just you know um use use for marketing is always the most controversial use of personal information and I think we're we're getting more and more conservative on that less not um rather than less conservative on that so I I doubt we'll go full Tom Cruise but you never know
0: I would, I would maybe select the Tom Cruise Google suggested password for myself when, they, when that comes up.
1: There you go. The, the Tom Cruise deepfake facial yeah. recognition. You know what? <laughs> he may be
0: somebody that actually probably the computers couldn't recognize from 10 years ago or 20 years ago because he's probably had quite a bit of work done. Um, speaking of this, like going in the more conservative direction, I read about like Apple and now Google with this nutrition label thing. What is that?
1: Yeah, so Apple did this, um, gosh, when was it? Uh, earlier in the year, I want to say, um, they basically have a privacy nutrition label that you have to install on your, your applications now. So all the de- app, app developers have to follow the set format. Um, and it's basically a disclosure on how, how these apps protect your privacy. Um, it's, a good, it's a good idea because, you know, a lot of these app developers are small and like the privacy notice is probably not the first thing they're working on. Um, and so google it's it appears followed suit recently um and basically did the same thing but but
0: um, so like the yeah. google, if you're going to do an app for the google play store now basically you have to address privacy yeah with i mean it's basically,
1: it's basically a, like a form and it just says you know like you i mean you have to fill it in hopefully you have someone with some privacy knowledge look at it before you post
0: it but are these are these like the banners that pop up when you know we talked about when you go to the websites and you wave the cookies away is that what's going to happen uh,
1: that's well i mean it's it i was, it's just like a similar workflow like you download the app it's like the privacy thing probably pops up and then you you know don't read it and then you, <laughs> you move on with your day um but the cookie banner stuff is obviously getting at marketing which is which is different the nutrition label is is just a disclosure so
0: all right well i want to hit because this podcast is going to come out here in, in mid-November before Thanksgiving. I want to hit that last D of daily life, Lindsay, and mm-hmm. ask you some turkey-related questions or oh, tofurkey, no. whichever uh, <laughs> focuses, focuses in your household. Do you, are you traveling for Thanksgiving?
1: Um, I, well, no, not really. Driving, yes, but not not real travel.
0: Yeah, I am not traveling either, thankfully, because I don't even want to deal with the airports. I've been traveling a bit lately, and I can't even tell you how crowded it is at at every airport I've been to at this point. Um, It's like the pandemic doesn't exist um, in places and states that I won't out on this uh, podcast. Um, But rank your top three Thanksgiving traditions, and this can include, you know, food, football games, whatever it is, family. What do you do?
1: Um, gosh, I'm like a Scrooge of Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't really. Uh, Thanksgiving is sort of one of my least favorite holidays. Very divisive comment, right there. Um,
0: <coughs> Fired. But... What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, top two. I'll give you two. Give me two. two. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, dessert. I always, I always like eat less food just to have more dessert. Um, the pumpkin pie and the and the other pies with like the crumbly stuff on top—that's for sure. Usually, my go-to when I offer to make something is it's dessert. Um, and you know, just being able to kind of like hang out with family and chill and like talk and like you don't really have to. There's there's like no no plan. You know, like that that part of it is always good.
0: Do Do you have this thing in your household where it's like everyone gets crazy stressed out before the holidays, like planning for the holidays? we kind of have that. And I don't really, I'm always like, why are we even doing this?
1: It's not too bad. I mean, um, we're like an interfaith couple. I, I, I'm Jewish, sort of non-practicing or completely non-practicing Jew, but, um, and then my husband was raised Catholic. So (laughs) uh, it's, it is hectic because it's like, you're like trying to figure out like when your children are not getting presents in December, but. um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have that um, in my household too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are we at a day here where they don't have to get something because uh, we need that day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And plus like three of my family members uh have birthdays in November so it's just like presents for 6 weeks basically. So um yeah, that part of it gets hectic. It's like, you know, how <laughs> how do you sp- spread out the joy without them being too spoiled? Um but I don't know. I'm not great at um, you know, being overly obsessive about decorations and things like that we do like to decorate um but yeah i don't know it's it's also a nice break usually people aren't aren't working quite as hard so so i was overall in, i'm for it
0: yeah i so i spent the last couple of days uh, with a client in texas and they told me that in texas in many many cities in texas that the day halloween's over so November first that's when everybody rushes and puts up their christmas decorations and and that is something that doesn't happen at least where i live um but is that something that you've seen before because that blew my mind
1: yeah our neighborhood a lot of them already are and actually um we've got uh we've already got a, like a little santa in our yard as of, as of yesterday like a like an impulsive home depot purchase no it's not santa uh snowman but but uh yeah i guess i guess everyone's just decided they're they're skipping any uh thanksgiving decorations
0: yeah i think people are just like let's get to christmas Mm -hmm. i like i like thanksgiving just because it's a couple days off or it should be a couple days off or for the people that don't work like i days off and then i have less emails to deal with so that's that's my favorite thing about thanksgiving i also like midday middle of the week football games take my mind off the stuff so that's what i appreciate but all right Lindsay, this has been awesome wow 5d again. Um, we will catch you again as we, uh, cover the variety of stuff that happens. It's good to, to chat with you. Cool. Thanks. See you next time.